I'm the dude disguised as the dude pretending to be another dude. Dude, you can never look at Iron Man the same way after that movie. Galaxy Rangers. What's up, Internet? You're listening to episode 10 of the Series 6 podcast, where we review each and every episode of Adventures of the Galaxy Rangers. We are your hosts. I'm RD. And I'm Jay. Get ready to jam sync your hyper shots. What the f- just, okay. Sounds dirty, right? <laughs> it does sound dirty. I uh, hope you don't edit that out. That's staying, I think. Okay, okay. That's fine. All right, this time around, we'll be reviewing the 10th episode titled Trash. That's trash with two A's. But before getting into that, Jay, how were your holidays, man? Oh, my holidays were good, man. Good times, good food, fam. Nice. Cold as all get out, but still. What about you? What about yours? Same here, man. Spoiling the kid. I'm practically swimming in Pokemon. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we've got a lot of ground to cover, man. Shout outs, thank yous. Okay. The holidays are always super busy around here, meaning my household. Unfortunately, it slows down the podcast assembly line. That said, listener, we hope you enjoyed the holidays even without us infesting your earbuds, uh, which would be 100% wireless earbuds if you're listening to us on that newfangled iPhone. (laughs) That's ridiculous. Yeah, missing the headphone jack. That's stupid. That's that's still stupid. $1,000. That's crazy. We're going to take stuff away and charge you more. It's ridiculous. All right, let's get this rolling. Yep. No more gripes. Okay. So I'll start by thanking a listener who gave me in-person feedback, if you can believe that, Jay. In-person feedback. Walked up to you on the street and said, hey. Well, no, he knows me. Okay. He's the dad of my son's little buddy. Oh, nice. He actually gave me feedback on a couple of different occasions. The first time he had listened to episode one, and I said, oh, man, please don't judge us based on that one particular episode. Okay. I mean, Jay, we pretty much improvised that podcast out of thin air. Did we? I can't remember. Well, you improvised especially. <laughs> I always do. I mean, it was okay, but I would like to have been a little better prepared. Right. Uh, I'm a little obsessive that way. Yeah, yeah. And all the practice we've gotten since then would have helped as well. True. Let's record it again, like right now. No. No. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm glad because I'm not doing <laughs> that, dude. <laughs> so back to the story. The next time I saw him, we, you and I, had just put out episode nine. And he was all caught up. He was like completely caught up. He even had some questions and observations and stuff. Okay. Now, he's a lot like me. He listens to podcasts all day at work. Yeah. So you can imagine how much of an honor it is for us to make it onto his playlist. No joke. And we did. So that's awesome. Yay, series six. No kidding, man. That's awesome. I like that. He's also an an expert on uh, cult classic movies, big into anime. Okay. We ended up talking about violence and stuff in anime. Yeah. In the old anime, like uh, Speed Racer and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Uh, So he could probably easily replace either one of us. No one's job is safe. Wait, 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 wait. No. No, no. Well, how about this? Maybe we have him on as a guest in the future. Okay, that works. That works. He knows I, his stuff. I, you know, I don't have any problems talking with more people who know what we know and like what we like. That's good. Like-minded yeah. stuff is always know, fun. It would be fun for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so more feedback. Our good pal and my fellow Audio Knight, Stuart Christensen, dropped us a tweet telling us that he enjoyed the audio clips that Rabbi Bob incorporated into episode 9, One Million Emotions. Stuart also informed us that he was out of mustache wax <laughs> and Funyuns. <laughs> Holy shit. We have inside jokes, man. Oh, I know, man. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback, Stu. <laughs> We're definitely going to make that a permanent part of the pod in the future. Like uh, the, the audio clips. Like there's a lot of 
preparation we do before recording. So we'll have to figure out a quick and easy way to do the audio clips, but it will happen. Just not for this episode. Yep. Um, so our next feedback comes from Maria in Spain. She is a massive Galaxy Rangers fan, complete with the No Guts, No Glory ringtone. She even looks like Nico. Now, I don't know if that's deliberate. It's probably like genetics, whatever. Anyways. uh, Okay, that's great, man. Did you say her name with an accent on purpose? Yes, because she asked me to. Oh, what, really? Yeah. Can you say my name with an accent? You're not from Spain. Okay, I'm stopping. I'm going to stop. Good grief. So she doesn't speak English, but very much wanted to listen to our podcast with at least some idea of what we were discussing mm-hmm. or laughing about, etc. So she and I worked out a solution for now, and she was able to understand a good portion of our episodes. Uh, she already emailed us feedback, man. That's nice, man. I, I, you know, I yeah. appreciate that. Thank you, Maria. I can't say that again. Sorry, my accent's off. Well, well, you kind of overdid it. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> sound like a Sesame Street character trying to speak Spanish. What was the name of the audio to text transcribing app you suggested, Jay? Um, I forget which one it was. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, you know what? Uh, by the way, if anybody listening knows of any reliable transcribing app, uh, please let us know and we'll pass the info on to my new best friend, Maria. Sorry to bump you, Hard Charger Zero Zero. You're still very dear to us, but you'll agree with me once I've read you her lovely feedback. Mm-hmm. Now, the text translation software she uses isn't perfect. As luck would have it, though, I'm semi-fluent in Spanish. So I'm slightly interpreting the translation here, but she writes, Thank you very much to RD for being so kind and taking the time to assist me, just a fan. Now let me stop here a sec. The word fan always hits me in a weird way. Why? So whether it's uh, referring to me or, or anybody else. like we're, we're all part of the same community. This is true. We're fellow fans of Galaxy Rangers. Yes, you know? we are. We're all Galaxy Ranger folk. Regardless, I was happy to assist Maria with her situation. Anyway, she continues. Their work is great. They see things and draw interesting and fun comparisons. In addition, they instruct listeners with a bit of Galaxy Rangers history, which I like. Uh, in other words, we're dropping knowledge on punk asses. That's right. You can say it, Maria. It's cool. It is. It is. Uh, the following is why Hard Charger Zero Zero will forgive me. At this point, she's talking directly to me. So here's what she says. Oh, okay. You are a genius. Whatever. Not only do you commentate, but you make it fun. You offer not only criticism, but also praise. Well done. Well done. I, You know, I agree with that. But I thought I was the genius. Jay, she what? says. Oh. You know what, Jay? The rest isn't important. Let's just move on. Wait, no, wait, no. That's not right. Wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, she says, Jay, you are a great person and professional. What? Keep making it fun for your listeners. Okay. Thank you very much from Spain. Nice. I'm going to Spain, dude. Oh, boy. I think I need a break after that, though. Like, genius? Genius. I think she misspelled numbnuts. <laughs> it's possible. It's only a few letters off. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's high praise for Maria, the young lady in Spain. There you go. Thank you so much for listening and writing to us. We hope our dumb little podcast continues to entertain you, Maria. Uh, We mostly just try to make each other laugh. And if anybody else laughs along, like, all the better. The more the merrier. That's right. Listener, you can email us just like Maria did. The email address is galaxyrangers at email.com. And I was going to make an announcement on behalf of Rabbi Bob, but I will hold off until next episode at his request. We love Rabbi Bob. Yeah, he's a MVP. He is. Just about every episode. All right, so I have a topic, Jay. What's topic? Tropic. 
Tropic Thunder. Go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dude disguised as the dude, dude pretending to be another dude. Dude, <laughs> dude I can never look at Iron Man the same way after that movie. <laughs> So, last episode, we talked about the two old-school Voltrons and the idea of vehicle Voltron getting a Netflix update, like they did with Voltron Legendary Defender, right? That got me thinking. Why limit it to Voltron, right? Right. So, that said, Jay, can you name two old shows you would like to see get the Netflix treatment? Old shows or anything? Uh, They could be animated or live action. Okay, I'm going to go... Animated, live action, your call. Animated, live action. Yeah. Nice to have options. It is nice to have options. Um, you know, I'm, but I, I'm still going to, there's one I still want people, someone to make, and I'm hoping somebody from Netflix hears this, Strider. I would love to see a uh, anime Netflix remake of Strider. Are you opening a bag of chips? Because I'm hearing plastic. Um, I My hands are need to be busy. I'm sorry. I'm stopping. <laughs> um, I was playing with like plastic from one of my mics um anyways so strider would be my favorite you know the whole now, strider was a video game right it was a great game on nes it was a great game nes had the most complete storyline sega genesis genesis it was yeah it was great on genesis it was actually they did a, um, a, a very nice remake of them for um the xbox actually you can download and downloadable content okay very good great graphics still a 2d Slasher, very fun, um, but I think like the in-depth storyline would have happened um, on the NES system where he was traveling around the world being a secret agent and as a stride, part of the Strider program and all that good stuff. Yeah, that was like an action RPG type of game. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. And other one. Uh, let's see. Can't use that one. Um, uh, listener, just so you know, I let him know ahead of time what the topic was going to be. Okay. So all this time you hear him thinking about it, it goes to show how much of a professional he is. Oh, what does that mean? See, that's lame, man. Oh, that's so lame. See, you know, I thought about this earlier today, too, and I was like, wait, no, I want something better. Oh, I got it. Pole position. Ah, nice. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone saw that. One of my Saturday morning favorites. Yeah, mine too, man. It was kind of like cartoon Knight Rider. Yeah. With secret agents, you know, and, and a brother and sister driving cars and being on a stunt team and you know one was an old school mustang and the other was i have no idea what that car was but something yeah it was like some kind of futuristic looking car i love the song too man it made me happy yeah actually pole position was based on a video game as well that's right pole position was a race car game cbs had done a whole line of tv shows based on video games yeah but you know what i you know what as i pull back a little bit i pole position would be great but mask would be great as a remake Think. Okay. Um, if anyone knows what that is, that would be fun. Notice, listener, he took a third choice. Because I have so many. <laughs> All right. So mine, <clears throat> my first one was Mighty Orbots. Yes, absolutely, dude. This show was also produced by TMS. Right. So the art and animation was often fantastic. It was about a team of five robots, or Orbots, if you will, each with special abilities that would combine into a gigantic, super powerful robot called Mighty Orbots. And it was cool. So, like, I'd like to see a modern take on that because, like, the show itself at at the time was, like, a little kiddie for me. Yeah, man. And it wasn't successful because it didn't have a toy line to go with it. Right. Yeah, they ran into some legal trouble. They wanted to produce toys. Right. And I think, who was GoBots? Tonka? Yeah. Tonka sued the crap out of them. 
Really? For using and, the yeah. name Orbots? No, for trying to make a toy. They, they, you know, they said that uh, it looked too much like their toy line. So, suck. Yeah. You suck, Tonka. <laughs> so my second one, man. Mm-hmm. Second one, please. Yes. Dungeons and Dragons. Yes, that would be. So, oh, that uh, would be awesome. So you picking all that? Uh, I, I wish I could remember. As as we learned, as we've learned in a previous episode, I'm a sucker for mystical weapons, man. Yeah. And everybody on that team had a mystical weapon. I love was, that uh, shit. I love that shit. Yep. Uh, so it, it, you combine that with some good storytelling, mm-hmm. I would be completely on board. I mean, after watching what Netflix did with Castlevania, yeah, if they could just fund it and have um a buddies from Madhouse do it. You know who those guys are? No. There's an animation company called Madhouse, and they did anime take on X-Men, Wolverine, Blade, and... Um, oh, a Highlander? Yes, that was them. That's Madhouse. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bought that Highlander movie. That's freaking excellent. Have you seen Blade yet? No. Blade and Wolverine are awesome, dude. Huh. If you know what Crackle is, go to Crackle. It's another app you can watch shows on for free. Um, it's okay. on there. This is the internet. People know where to find stuff for free. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, let's get moving. Let's start talking okay. about this episode. Okay, let's go. Cool. Uh, this episode aired on October 2nd, 1986. It was written by Christopher Rowley. Okay. Chris Rowley wrote eight episodes and co-wrote one with Robert Mandel, the show's creator. Good stuff. So I want to note that he wrote episode three, Tortuna, because we reviewed that episode before we actually started mentioning writers and air dates. That's true. Tortuna was the episode with the Stogers. You remember them? Yeah, yeah I do. Those things that are just running around. People ride on the backs of them, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that episode featured Goose kicking every ass he encountered. That's right. That's right. He just, <laughs> he shot everything. Goose he was, is a badass. He was, man. Also, I should mention that Rabbi Bob actually met Chris Rowley in person. They hung out. I think they got matching tattoos as well. Really? I can't prove that last part. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's get this review going. And it's starting now. So it starts off in space, the exterior of a familiar ship. It's Captain Kid's ship, his communications officer, the Voltron red shirt wearing headphones. He's a gray. (laughs) (laughs) He tells him that they've caught something in the hyper dredge. I assume that's the space net that can pull ships out of hyperspace. Yeah. They used it in episode one to space jack the phoenix. Remember that? Yep, I remember it. So, Kid says to reel it in, and his little guy, whose name is Squeegee, FYI, mm-hmm. says the one word that's synonymous with Kid's favorite hobby. Booty! <laughs> so, it goes back to how you started this episode, man. Just stop <laughs> it. So, when they reel it in, they don't recognize what kind of ship it is, but aren't concerned because of its small size. So, it, it's no threat to them, right? Kid says to check the ship directory. They have a ship directory? Yep. I want one of those. I do too, man. Uh-oh, says Red Shirt. Yep. It's a trash fighter. Captain Kid immediately loses 15 pounds because he craps his <laughs> pants. <laughs> so true, though, he did. Actually, most people don't know this, but Captain Kid's first name is Brown Pants. <laughs> Amazing, right? Anyway, uh, he orders Red Shirt to get rid of the ship and send it back into hyperspace. But it's too late. As Brown Pants' ship flees, a trash invasion fleet emerges from hyperspace. Right. These guys travel deep. No kidding. There's a ton of them. One ship, and then an invasion fleet shows up. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. That's the way to look out for your peeps, man. Something goes wrong. They got that little guy's back. No joke, man. The dude was just like, help me. And they are like, what? 
It's crazy. Ugh. I still don't like that bird, man. <laughs> so the, the, there's a ton of them, and they're all shooting at Brown Pants' ship. Yep. So Kid drops a bunch of mines and launches into hyperspace. However, one of the mines hits a trash fighter, and the resulting explosion tags Kid's ship. So Redshirt tells him that the nav system got damaged, mm-hmm. and he's not sure where they're headed. They're in hyperspace, but their nav system is uh, screwy. Right. So he thinks that they're headed into human space. Brown Pants is happy to hear that. Probably because humans are always forgiving him when he doesn't deserve it. Right. Not this human. Look, <laughs> Captain Kidd is generally a duplicitous prick. Right. Remember, he sold Zack's wife. Right. Which I think started Zack down the path of douchiness. Yeah, whatever it did, man. But my boot would still be <laughs> firmly inserted up his turkey butt. So... He would have a ball spot. All right. <laughs> a ball spot <laughs> for how many times I kicked him in his butt, man. Just So they come out of hyperspace and immediately see a huge cruiser in front of them. We'll come to learn that the cruiser is called the Comanche. So Kid's ship has bad breaks and ends up with its nose buried in the side of the Comanche. This episode just sounds raunchy in all directions. <laughs> First, you did the hyper shunt thing, whatever that was. I'm not sure. Look, man, it's however you take it, all right? If your mind goes there... Then, you know, noses and stuff. Okay, so Captain Kid's ship crashes into the side of the Comanche. Rabbi Bob actually gave us a stitched image of that. Yes. It's beautiful TMS artwork right there, but it looks really funny. Yes, it does. Seeing one ship T-bone another. Right. <laughs> Meanwhile... That's what you want to call it. What? Nothing. Okay. I don't want to get edited. I'm just trying not to get edited again. But if if listener, you want to think about this in very colorful ways, you can. Yes. Feel free. Be colorful. Feel free. Meanwhile, on the inside, the cruiser's commander is flipping out. What the? Those fools rammed my ship. So he's got brown pants on like kid wishes he had. <laughs> A huge pair of Kumo D sunglasses. Yes. But those aren't even his most prominent features. That's right. Holy hell, the mustache <laughs> on this guy. The mustache button chop combo. It looks like a pair of jump ropes arcing from his nostrils to his temples. It's awesome. It's awesome. I think this guy was Commander Walsh's mentor. He got a beat, man. You know, like, Walsh was still green, and this dude with a magnificent face broom <laughs> yeah. took Walsh under his wing and showed him the ropes. Like, how to step up his mustache <laughs> game, taught him, like, to never over-trim. Like, better to leave your flavor saver overly thick than all patchy and whatnot. And he also showed him the ancient art form known as, Stu, mustache wax application. There you go. As soon as I saw the episode, I thought about what Stu said. I was like dying instantly. I think they were buddies. Him and Walsh, like, came up in ranks together. I believe so. They're the same rank. They're both commanders. Well, one has a bigger job. The other has a smaller job. The one of them that took more time with his mustache had to have the smaller job. He had the, he had his priorities right. Yeah. He's I need time to work on this because it's <laughs> never going to look good. You can do beta mountain. I need to work on my stash. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Southern Bell tells Commander Double Dutch it's a small transport <laughs> called the Iron Falcon. <laughs> Commander Double Dutch. <laughs> and, it's 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 a small transport called the Iron Falcon, and they've got a fire emergency and are requesting assistance. Oh man! <laughs> Looks like those weighted ropes. Using the gym. Like, oh, that makes it even better. That's awesome. You see people waiting to jump in. They're doing like the lean yeah, back and right. forward. That's right. Oh my god. Yo, what happens when it gets wet though? 
right, this is getting yeah. ugly. This episode just took a turn for the worse. It just flops down. It looks like a beard. So it's just like, wait a minute. Oh, my God. All right, so Double Dutch recognizes the Iron Falcon as Captain Kidd's ship. So he asked the Southern Bell what the hell they're doing in human space. But it seems to be a rhetorical question. I'm going to answer it anyway. All right, so this is just speculation. But I think Kidd was given a conditional pardon. Like, you saved our asses from the mess that you caused, so we're letting you go. But if we see you or your little monkey slash girlfriend again, you're going to the Death Star, where you'll be the main attraction at all the toga parties. (laughs) They'll have you grabbing belt loops at random. (laughs) I would just make a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> What'd you bring? And Zach would be like, I brought the turkey. <laughs> Kid wouldn't get it. The little monkey guy would probably pick up a knife and fork. Mm-hmm. Yummy! Exactly. Because he's a little traitor. Yeah, in this episode, he is a traitor. Hold on, we'll, we'll get to that, though. So Kid comes on the comm screen. Double Dutch takes a page from Zachary's book and threatens to arrest Kid. And Kid says, screw every word you just said. The trash are coming. Right. And he's like, the trash? Neither Double Dutch nor the Southern Bell know what he's talking about. They're looking at each other's shrugging shoulders. Like, yeah, she's like, I have no idea. <laughs> he says to get Kid up there. Then Kid tells him what's what about the trash. That the queen is even afraid to engage them. Yeah. And that they're an insect-like race. More bugs! After Double Dutch has uninstalled his foot out of Kid's <laughs> feathery booty because i'm sorry man you crashed into my ship but the trash are coming i don't care <laughs> <laughs> no but kid's not done explaining what the trash are kid tells him that they eliminate all life wherever they go and then suddenly they show up <laughs> as soon as he finishes saying that that's right coincidentally so double dutch orders everybody to their battle stations one thousand its turrets aren't enough to fight them off and things are looking pretty dire right suddenly the cavalry appears it's a squadron accompanied by Maria's ringtone. Nice. Well, the instrumental version of No Guts, No Glory. Right. So Goose is leading a whole freaking squad of Ranger Interceptors. So cut to Ranger 1. The rest of the Ranger team is aboard as Handlebars is on the comm screen briefing them on their uh, mission. Suddenly Handlebars looks a lot less impressive, right? Yeah, sure he does. And my, my angry dude in the back is all pissed. <laughs> angry dog. Angry Doc. They are to rendezvous with the Comanche and attempt to communicate with the trash. That pretty much sums up the whole episode. But Doc's like, I work with the trash. What are you talking about? <laughs> so Nico says that they brought something called the MindNet device, and they'll try to communicate using a mind link. Doc says, we're going to force them to talk to us even if they don't want to. It doesn't sound like Doc's ever been married. What he describes is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome, man. That's, oh, man. You're, you're, you're in the studio, right? You're not anywhere. That <laughs> no, no, nobody can hear me. This, right? I hope mine does, because I laughed at that. Nico initiates their hyper jump. As soon as they arrive, the trash go after them. Zach says, evasive maneuvers. As they near the Comanche, Goose bails them out by blasting a trash fighter that was closing in on Ranger 1. And Doc says, congrats, my Goose man. You're the only one I don't hate. <laughs> exactly. Whoops. Sometimes Doc lets the truth slip out. After seeing what Ranger 1 did, when he said evasive maneuvers, he's in space making that ship flip and roll and everything else. And then, and then all he does is compliment Goose. Like, my Goose man. It's just like, so Zach's looking at him like, I just dodged every laser bolt. Nothing touched this, nothing touched this he ship. He gives me no credit whatsoever. <laughs> So, Ranger 1 is granted access to the Comanche. 
Zack says to Doc, They're readying a space deck for us. Give them our beta security code, Doc. And then Doc enters the code F U Z A C H. So now the space battle continues while they're all on the bridge of the Comanche. Hold on. Goose is with the Rangers on the bridge. He abandoned his squadron the moment his real friends arrived. I think Doc's here. I'm good. Doc and Nico are here. I'm good. Now you can all die. <laughs> I, I gotta go. I just thought of something. What if Goose is around so much to keep Doc from killing Zack? Because Zack is part machine. Hmm. See? See? Yeah, think about it. He's like, I could hack this Moe's body and have him rip off his <laughs> nards and feed him to himself. Anytime I want. Well, I mean, you could just make him choke himself. It doesn't have to be Nards. It could be, man. But think about it. Say Zach decides he wants to go to the bathroom and his Thunderbolt activates. So, just so they tell Double Dutch see? the plan. See? see, He says he already knows because Handlebar <laughs> is his BFF and told them way ahead of time. <laughs> so he says that his people have located the trash's high command. They're in a system near Spica. So Double Dutch says... Yeah, man. Wait. Yeah? So... They got attacked by a thousand ships. They got some kind of network going on, man, because they found a high command ship hiding out someplace else in the galaxy. They got spies like that. New respect for Galaxy Rangers, man. Mm, True. Beta's on point. So Double Dutch says he's using the Comanche as a diversion so the Rangers can sneak aboard the trash flagship. Sounds reasonable. Reasonably stupid. But you got the mustache. You're in charge. Yep. Then Kid arrives. He's cussing out the Beta guards that are escorting him. Then he sees the ranger team and becomes Captain Brown Pants again. Double Dutch says, Arrest that bird! Uh, dude, didn't you already arrest him? Like, I assume the guards are escorting Captain Kid from the brig, right? Right, that's what I thought. So uh, Kid says, Wait! And then he pulls out some little box and tosses it to Doc. A lot of boxes get passed around in the show. You notice that? Just saying. Yeah, dude, man. And, you know. and of course he passes it to Doc. Not Zach. Nah, nobody likes Zach. Because Zach... Because if I was Zach, just like sold my wife to Queen, every time I see that dude, I would have to punch him at least three times, man, <laughs> to feel good. As soon as I see him, and at some point, he would just accept it and just know. He just gets his jaw ready for you? Me, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're good. We're good. We're good now. No, good to see you too. Yep. Okay, so let me see. The box is apparently a thumb drive. Doc places it in the console. And it displays images of the trash insect people. They look like letter X's with hideous faces in the middle of their bodies. We did get a glimpse of one earlier. Right before Gooseman blew it to hell. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the fighter craft and <laughs> Goose just shot the hell out of it. So yeah, uh, you see a lot of trash get killed in this episode. Oh man. Uh, so Doc's first reaction is to call an exterminator. Of course it is. Nico says that's racist. Doc's like, what do you know about racist, Nico? <laughs> he's looking around the room he's like what do any of you know about racists <laughs> uh oh <laughs> shit just got real <laughs> he's like he's got his hand on his gun what do you, any of you guys know about racists uh, okay anyway <laughs> uh, so Kid says he's communicated with them a long time ago Zach says Kid is coming with them yep and you know why he's well he's doing he got twofold side he figures you know he bring him with him and me being Zach, I would try to sacrifice his punk bird, but <laughs> I'd be like, anything goes wrong, he just dies. He's collateral, man. He'd be like, what happened? I'm not sure. Like, he lived an asshole, he died a That's hero. Right. I'm not sure. <laughs> we got away because we fed him kid. 
Just good to go. <laughs> it turns out they love chicken. They That's right. <laughs> Not a, it's not a Chick-fil-A commercial. <laughs> it's a Chick-fil-A commercial. That's right. I would totally do that, man. I would totally be that dude. Like, the trash are coming. The trash are coming. <laughs> you go. <laughs> what are you doing? See you. Deuces. What? You trip him. Oh, no. <laughs> trip him. Shoot him in the leg. <laughs> just, just run. Just run the other direction. Kid says no, and Double Dutch threatens to impound his ship and arrest his crew. Yep. Uh, then Nico asks Kid how he escaped. He says that their commanders used an ultra-loud whistling sound to give them orders. And then he demonstrates it to everybody's dismay. So Kid used that sound to make the trash fighters turn on their commanders and made his escape in the confusion. And now Zack is forcing him to go right back or face arrest. Right. So uh, they're all in individual battle pods preparing to launch when Brown Pants realizes that Squeegee isn't with him. It turns out that Squeegee abandoned him for Commander Double Dutch. Right. He's crawling all over a strange man's shoulder. Yep. He's like, deuces. <laughs> Squeegee, you little two-timer. That's right. He's like, whatever. <laughs> Don't care. I'm going to live. Like, whatever, hater. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so just like they planned, they emerge from hyperspace facing down the trash flagship. The trash unleashes a ton of fighters to defend it, and then the Comanche charges right through, evading dozens of fighters. Uh, when it gets within range, it drops the pods. Much like the Teflon Comanche, the pods evade a bunch of fire from mounted turrets. I found myself going, come on, trash, what are you doing? Right. Like, you're supposed to lead your target. You'll never hit them if you're, like, aiming reactively. It's true. And then I remembered I'm supposed to be rooting for the Rangers. Oh, no, that's all right, man. I mean, it's just, if, if you notice, man, why does it every space scene where a small ship's flying in on a bigger ship remind you of Star Wars? That's pretty much where everybody got it. Well, George Lucas got it from World War II movies. Okay, so, let me see. Strafing run, get out of their little torpedo ships that are too small. And I'm not sure how did, how did brown pants even fit in that thing. <laughs> I don't know. He wouldn't have fit in there with Squeegee. Maybe that's why Squeegee turned on him. All right, so the, the Ranger and brown pants sneak aboard the ship through some kind of vent. And then Kid makes some crack about his wife keeping him busy at home. He did? Yeah. I totally missed that. And then Zack says, oh yeah? Well, my wife doesn't give me a hard time these days because she's in a freezer. <laughs> then he kicks him in his butt. <laughs> Do you remember how angry I was in that episode? Yeah. I'd be that dude, like I said, every time I see him. Yes. You know what? Now I know why Zack wears those boots he has on now. The thigh-high boots? Exactly, dude. That's how far <laughs> up he puts that foot, dude. He's going up to his knee. Oh, man. So they discover a sealed door that leads to the interior. Doc has Pathfinder unseal it. Nico is holding what looks like a bowling trophy. Wait, wait, hold up a second. So we, this is something I, I've been noticing back in episodes as we go along. Yeah. Is every time Doc does that little holographic display when the little guys come out. Yep. You notice the formulas that fly so that like Einstein's theory of relativity pops up a few times on there. Some other little squiggly yeah. lines and it's just like, wait a minute. Yeah, like pi and yeah, was, like mathematical symbols like, and stuff. okay guys, come on, man. Yeah, in the drawing that I did of uh, the Galaxy Rangers, I actually put a few of those to use. And also, Easter egg, if you look at Doc's holographic diamond, yep. you can actually see my insignia, the RD blade insignia. Oh, nice. Very nice. You know, the guys who made the show. I'm sure someone did some funky stuff in there somewhere, just like you did with your Easter egg. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm certain somebody's done something. Probably F.U. Zach in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Nico is holding what looks like a bowling trophy. 
it lights up and she says that there are life forms up ahead. Then they see some bug people walking by. <laughs> I love the way they move. They don't even notice the rangers. They just walk right on by. Kid says that they're hive workers and they're not programmed to fight. Uh, then they arrive in high command. It's a large chamber with what looks like the hive queen at the end. But not like a sexy queen laying eggs and running stuff. Like this queen looks like Jabba the Bug. Big, ugly, immobile. Yeah, but sexy laying eggs doesn't sound appealing at all as soon as you said it <laughs> Ew. that's that's nasty dude <laughs> so anyway i see job of the bug and i was hoping to see uh nico reenact return of the jedi and wrap a chain around its neck which but it's surrounded by an army of trash bug people just standing in place an overconfident brown pants says i got this and he does his whistle it backfires the trash attacked them <laughs> you know it's just starts shooting at him right away i know Goose gets knocked back by one of them. Then it runs over and bites his leg. No man, but it has arms. Why did it bite his leg? It's weird, man. It was weird. So he badges up and he becomes Trash Goose. Yeah. The grossest goose yet. That's true. Meanwhile, Nico is making Kid whistle in different tones in a trial and error kind of way. You know what? Yes. Think about that scene, man. Nico's over there having a conversation with Kid. Yeah. While aliens are shooting at them. Goose is doing everything. He's fighting them all off. (laughs) Yes, man. It's just standing around. You see him in the background. Everybody else is like chilling. (laughs) And Goose is handing asses to them. It's like you go to a construction site and there's like four dudes standing around and one dude's digging a hole. Yes. That's exactly what it is. That's pretty much what You got four supervisors and one worker. Dude, I've seen that in real life. I'm not even exaggerating. They were putting up a sculpture uh-huh. on campus. You got three guys standing around and one guy's digging a hole and pouring the concrete. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. They got the guys just standing there looking at him. And I walk by and I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? The guy in the hole barely speaks. He just looks up and he keeps going. <laughs> just miserable. Like, yo, he's just mad at these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Jerks. I hate you all. <laughs> it's like, you suck. You suck and you suck. You're digging the next hole. <laughs> I'm all out of line. You're digging the hole. That's right. That's a line from Goodfellas. So meanwhile, all the trash are attacking only Goose, but he's fighting them off. Doc says that the trash are in for a big surprise when they eat Zachary. (laughs) This made me laugh for two reasons. The obvious image of the trash breaking their teeth on his bionics. But also because it sounded like some wishful thinking on Doc's part. And he's just standing around telling jokes. Goose is doing all the work. Yeah. He's doing like Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> observational humor as Goose is fighting him off. <laughs> he's like, what? who are these bug people? So eventually Nico's vocal coaching gets Kid to hit the right note, which paralyzes the trash. You know we hit the right note, right? I don't know. Zach inserted foot. Then he hit the right note. <laughs> he couldn't control it any longer, man. He had been holding okay. it all episode long. Zach blacked out. <laughs> blacked out, that's right. So the trash are paralyzed now. The team immediately rushes to the controls. Doc has two of his programs run a train on the trash computer, which closes the doors to the chamber they're in. And then Nico lassoes Jabba the Bug with a rope. There's your chain scene. It's not a chain, but I'll accept it. There you go. At this point, I was overwhelmed by how much this scene reminded me of a certain movie. Yep. Not Star Wars, though. Which movie are we talking about? Oh, Starship Star Troopers. Troopers. I was thinking exactly the same thing when I saw that. Yep. There's the scene where they have the smart bug tied up and psychic Doogie Hauser mentally communicates with it. Exactly. Yep. 
So Nico does the same thing, only uh, she'll be using the MindNet device. Well, wait a minute, though. Which came out first, though? Galaxy Rangers definitely came out first. But the Starship Troopers books were out long before Galaxy Rangers. Hmm. Interesting. The Starship Trooper books were more like the Foundation Animation TV show that was done in computer animation. Mm-hmm. Remember that show? Yeah, I do. Done in Lightwave, which is one of my favorite 3D packages to use. Okay. Next to Maya. Yeah, so it was more like that where the suits were robotic and very military approach to it all. We wish the, sh- the movie was more like the TV show. Not me. I enjoyed the first movie quite a bit. I like Verhoeven stuff. Um, so Nico's using the MindNet device. Right. Kid opens one of the cases they're carrying to reveal a fishbowl helmet with handlebars. No, not Walsh. The freaking helmet actually has handlebars on it. <laughs> so ridiculous. Exactly how violent is this mindlink thing going to be? Right. Exactly. Makes me a little nervous. Yeah. So she puts the helmet on. She's like, what? why do you need a helmet? Nico puts the helmet on and Zach attaches the bowling trophy to the front of the device. And then he says something to the effect of, better you than me. No kidding. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> douche. <laughs> Still kidding. Le douche. <laughs> uh, so... Nico activates the device and begins the mind link. After cutting her eyes at Zach on the sly. Yep. Goose says he hears something and suddenly a door opens and a giant tank bug walks in followed by an army of trash bug people. So Goose tells Zach to hit it with a thunderbolt. He asks Zach a bunch of times like that. Zach can tap. Yeah. He's always suggesting thunderbolts. Goose knows when a thunderbolt is needed. And then Goose tells Kid to start puckering. Right. <laughs> Then he says, that's not what I meant, kid. Get off your knees. This isn't the Death Star. Uh, That's right. For a split second, I thought Goose was telling kid, well, looks like you're going to have to suck our way out of this situation. That's right. (laughs) But no such luck. Goose was telling him to get his whistle on. Right. So Zack kills the tank bug. Then after it's already been killed, kid decides to start his whistle, paralyzing the remainder of the bug army. It seems like a waste of a perfectly good tank bug. Okay. They're straight up killing people, man. They are, man. This episode is a whole mess of people dying. Didn't an innocent get blown up or something? I don't know. I feel like there was one. There's all these random little explosions when they do the space battles. Most of the time, you don't see anything getting blown up. You just see the explosions. So there was a couple of things that, you know, I loved about the space battle and I snickered a little bit. Yeah. Some of the blasts would stop short, if you notice. Oh, really? The shooting is a... Just stops. It's just like, wait, where did it go? They're blasts that are on a loop, right? They kind of go halfway across the screen and stop. Yep. yep. And do it over and over again. Stop. Stop. Yeah, it was, it was funny, man. This is. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't the same animation team that did One Million Emotions. Yeah, no, no, no. But, I mean, it was still good. The art was really nice. You know what? I can't wait to get to this other episode that I want to talk about, but, you know, there's about four of them I'm really excited about. I mean, you can name them. People don't have to follow along with us. They can jump ahead if they want. I think one's called The Heart of Tarkon, one of my favorites. There's another one where it actually boosts on a water planet. CMUs is a Series 5 thing in that way. It's pretty good. That's the one where he's talking to dolphins and stuff, Yeah, he's right? hanging out with them and stuff on the water planet. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, but you also get to see a different version of um, Ranger 1. There's one that carries a submarine. It reminded me of um, the Stingray ship from Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. If you remember that show back in the 70s? No, I'm not that old. Yes, you are. <clears throat> you are, dude. I mean, you didn't, we didn't... Yes, you are, dude. Yes, I am. Yeah, I just... Wherever I was, that show wasn't on. So, yeah. Anything to do with Heart of Talker and Scarecrow made me happy. 
Yeah, I think that's actually the episode that Rabbi Bob was referring to when he said it scared his kids. Oh, Scarecrow? Yeah, the first one was good. The first one was pretty scary. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. Maybe Fortune will smile on us and we'll land on Halloween like we did in Ghost Station. I know, then it worked out well. It did. And uh, I didn't plan that, listener. <laughs> that just happened. Ghost Station on Halloween, I know, that was awesome. No, we'll see. Back to the trash and puckering and other stuff. Yeah. So then Nico tells Jabba via Mindlink, I think peace is a good idea. You should too, because if you don't, we'll kick your thorax. No joke, no. So I find that interesting. Miko's like talking that, yep. He's like, yeah, we like peace, but we will kick your... We, we, we will kill, kill all you. Of you. Not just some of you. We will <laughs> murder you. We'll murder everyone you know. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> we want peace or we will kill you. So yeah, that's Nico was not messing around. Peace or die. So Jabba says, well, I guess it's peace then. And it does a peace howl and the bug army imitates it. And then Kid and the Rangers join in. They, they're all doing the peace howl. The, oh, I thought that oh, was ridiculous, man. That was a stupid. It was ridiculous, but it was peaceful. Although, I will say this, Angry Doc did yeah. not do it at all, if you noticed. Really? Yes, dude. He was sitting. He's like, the end of the episode, he's like, no, I've seen everything. So cut to the Comanche. Nico compliments Kid on a good day's work. And then Kid says he thinks he lost weight. Yeah, he did. 15 pounds way in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> uh, so Squeegee is back to sitting on Kid's shoulders. Yep. And says... Still tubby. Yes, still tubby. That's right. <laughs> and Kid takes it. And then Double Dutch suggests that Zack recruit Kid to be a Galaxy Ranger. And Doc says, oh, hell no. <laughs> That's right. And da 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 Doc still the man. Angry Doc. Angry <laughs> Doc, man. Angry Doc. You know, I feel like he wasn't that angry this episode. In the actual episode, because we're, now we're looking for him to be angry. Yeah. We're not going to see it as often as we'd like. But I think on the podcast, the jokes are going to hit you, man, when you listen back to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was. Because I, I threw in quite a bit of Angry Doc stuff. It was all subtle, though. <laughs> oh, man. Did you uh, come up with a joke for the end? A joke? Like a ridiculous promise? A ridiculous promise. And then a toned down version of that promise. Like outlandishly lame or outlandishly outlandish. Uh, if you can make it funny, that'd be good. Funny's <laughs> harder than I know. I always try to make it funny. I try to make it funny. I don't always succeed. This is the first time you're asking me to do a joke? Did I do a joke No, last the last time? time we spoke, I asked you if you could help me by coming up with those stupid jokes when I do the sign-off. Oh, yeah. When you do the sign-off, okay. Yeah. Outros, you mean? So, outlandish joke. Outlandish joke. Two Gurkhas were in a bar. Oh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. It's like this. Uh, we're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. You know, we'll give you $5. What? I'm not giving them anything, dude. I know, but that's but it's a stupid promise. We make like okay. a stupid promise. Okay. And then, too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things, but we'll only give you $1.50. <laughs> How about this? We will give you flowers if you really want them. Yeah, but <laughs> we have to have a crazy-ass promise and then a, a lame version of that promise. Okay. Then a nickel. Okay. A Fine. flower and a nickel? No? A no. flower and a nickel. That's not okay. bad, man. <laughs> All right, Jake. <Jay. laughs> I'm not going right. to see. This is, All right, let's close it too, out, man. It's too contrived. You ready to close I'm it out? A natural artist. I must right, uh, be zen Jay, I, I, I ask you again. Okay. Are you ready to close it out? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's all right, let's close it out, man. Okay, Angry listener, Angry that was out. 
<laughs> okay, listener, that was trash. And the next episode we're going to be doing is episode 11, titled Mind the Net. Tune in next time. Check us out on Twitter. We're at Galaxy underscore Rangers. We're also on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review us. We'll shovel snow off your driveway. Too much of a commitment? Fine. Just do one or two of those things. But then we're only available during the summer. Wait for it. <laughs> you already had one. <laughs> Visit our website, series6podcast.com, the number six. Send us feedback. You can email us at galaxyrangers at email.com. Galaxy Rangers, no space, at email. Not Gmail, E, because we love España. We've been your host. I'm RD. I'm Jay still laughing. <laughs> and we'll see you in La Proxima. Disengage your freaking hyperdrives. Bye. Try!